Welcome back to I Love You 3000 Minutes. My name is Brian. I'm Richard. And this is the podcast that takes... Nope, nope, that's the X Minutes intro. Nope. You're close. <laughs> that's what she said. I'm just kidding. I've never heard a woman say that. <laughs> the traveled back in time endgame style to rewatch the entire Infinity Saga from Iron Man 1 to Spider-Man Far From Home. This is minute 89 of Iron Man 1. And before we have the recap, you had a question? What was said at the very end of the last minute again by Obadiah? Uh, about the paralysis. Don't worry, it only lasts 15 minutes. Okay. And then he also says, that's the least of your problems. This, that, minute, this yeah. minute, he starts off saying, that's the least of your problems, referring to the paralysis. Uh, Raza looks absolutely gobsmacked and paralyzed. So Obadiah walks out of the tent. Wait, he also slaps Raza. He, t- he like pets Raza on the head like he's a pet also on the way out because Obadiah is such a swell guy. He walks out and it shows Obadiah's men totally somehow overpowered Raza's men without any sound, got yeah. them on their knees, disarmed them all. They're Which makes no sense, but filmic wise, I, I like it. I like the, the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's no reason they should have been able to do that in the first place. They had all the guns pointed right at them. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any guns. But somehow, well, maybe, maybe like... They had a second wave and they all came behind the soldiers that were surrounding them and was like, put the guns down mm-hmm. and be very, very quiet. Mm-hmm. Quiet on set. I, I guess, <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, the the movie just wants us to know that Obadiah's soldiers are just 20 times better than the soldiers in the Middle East, that they can totally Raza's, disarm them. Than Raza's soldiers? So, yeah. So, shoulders? Soldiers? Soldiers, yeah. So Obadiah gives them the signal to let's finish up here. Pans away to a random picture in the camp. There's like a Jeep and some shipping containers and another vehicle. And you just hear the gunfire. All of Ross's men are getting executed. Yeah. Again, I love this uh, independent film filming style. Uh, They just turn away and like flash some big lights and they're like, we'll add gunfire and post and it works. You don't think they actually shot people? Dude, if it was Michael Bay, we would see them getting shot for 25 straight <laughs> seconds, each of them, each individual person, and just blood flying everywhere if it was his Netflix movie. <laughs> I didn't see his Netflix movie. No, we did. It was Underground 5, right? Six Underground. Six Underground, yes. Yeah. That Most, was a good movie. It was the purest Michael Bay. It was a good Michael Bay film. It was just him being honest and not... Fucking wasting our time with goddamn five hour Transformers movies that he hates making because he's been bitching about them since two. Yes. And I, <laughs> I, I've always been a Dave Franco fan from when I saw him the last season or two of Scrubs. And I don't remember him from Scrubs, but I, I, I know I must have seen him, but I first remember him from 21 Jump Street, which was. Huh. Yeah. Just uh, the, the Franco brothers are pretty darn skilled. Yes. <laughs> and I hope for Dave Franco's sake that the allegi- the rumors about James Franco are not true. Oh, I didn't hear about these rumors. They're, they've been very uh, less specific than certain rumors that I've heard, like the first rumors I heard about Max Landis, but they're in that vein. They're swimming in the same pool. Let's see. And yeah. yeah. If he did it, fuck, fuck him. Bring him down. But if you Dave did Franco seems like a genuinely just nice person. I would hate for him to be related to so closely associated to mm-hmm. someone like like that. So I hope it's not true. But if it is, take the motherfucker down. 
Sure. So Obadiah, we cut to Obadiah in the limo or SUV or vehicle. Okay, so he's basically explaining his plans for the suit in the next part. Uh, he says, uh, set up sector 16 under the arc reactor. Mm-hmm. So right under Tony's chest. Yeah. <laughs> Literally where, where Tony and Obadiah had talked earlier. Yeah, where he was like, smoking that cigarette and like was he like put did he have his hand on the back of tony's neck or was it just on his shoulder i think it was shoulder okay yeah he's so condescending i wouldn't have been surprised if he was like hey buddy just come on man (laughs) like a little too close dude (laughs) right uh so he tells him to set it up there and to keep all the data classified or encrypted let's uh i want all the data mass recruit our top engineers so he wants to prototype right away. He's explain, He's going to make prototypes from this thing and try to make his own Iron Man. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Yep. yep. He's going to end up making a lawnmower. Spoilers. <laughs> so we go over to Tony's lab in his home and he Pepper Potts enters. This and is the first time they're seeing each other after she asked, are those bullet holes? Mm-hmm. And he asks her, uh, I need you to run an errand. I need you to... Get past security with this fancy device. I actually want to point out just because of how inconsiderate Tony's been, even though he's never been really disrespectful to Pepper, except like forcing the dance. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's the most disrespectful he's ever been. He actually starts with, hey, you busy mind if you go on an errand. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just tell her like every other time he's like, do this, do this, do this. Thanks for taking out the trash. I didn't even have to tell you to do that. Mm-hmm. No, but this time he like approached it a little more. Possibly because of her reaction to the bullet holes or possibly because he's just been. It's kind of outside of her job duties, what he's about to ask her, because her normal job duties are to be around the house and do what he says and be. I I mean, this is an errand, you know, go get some files for me. Hey, sneak past security. She's she's allowed in there. She doesn't need to sneak past security. She's his secretary. She can go anywhere she wants. Use this top secret access. And if they hid the files or treat them by doing this technical stuff, that might be more difficult for you because you've never done it before. All right. I mean, (laughs) I I will point out, though, he says you're busy. Like if she's busy, he might. He's still starting off like I think it's a little gentler than Tony before the cave would have been. Sure. She's his assistant, right? Yeah, more considerate. Yeah, but yeah, I, I guess it's just nicer wording. So uh, I need to go to my office, hack into the mainframe and get recent shipping manifests. Uh, if this is a lock ship, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this will get you in because normally she would not be able to get in. Uh, it's probably under executive files. If you put it on the on a ghost drive, you're going to need to look for it under the lowest numerical heading. And she says, and what do you plan to do with the information if I bring it back here? And he states, same drill. They've been dealing under the table and I'm going <clears> to. <throat> and he says there, but you can. But just oh, OK, full subtitle so we can talk about it. Yeah. And he says, same drill. They've been dealing under the table and I'm going to stop them. So yeah. some reason can get that line out with perfect grammar. Yeah. The, uh, I, I do want to say, I, I'm sure this was like us trying to be subtle about it, uh, but I like around 20 second mark. They do kind of a evil, you know, the Star Trek light on the eyes. Mm-hmm. It's much more subtle. They're not making it so obvious like how Knives Out did it. And I love how Knives Out did it. But it's still the lights just shining right around his eyes and like 
forehead. Mm-hmm. So as the lights pass, so I think they did a subtle thing of like, hey, can you put like a just make it so it doesn't go on his face mm-hmm. or his mouth? Yeah, top engineers. I'm looking forward to that uh, engineer who works with Barf. It, you know, I hope that's subtle enough. Mm. Uh, I'll point it out more when we get to that minute. But then. Hey, at 27 seconds, we get that jukebox. I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tony likes his classic tunes, I guess. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Tony actually never used the jukebox. <laughs> He's like, Jarvis, play my mix. <laughs> he just wants it there for aesthetics. Uh, around 35 seconds. I, I don't know if this is it, but that tube thing behind Tony looks like the big tube he constructs constructs in iron man 2 just that metal one right there do you remember in iron mm-hmm. man 2 when he makes the new never mind we'll get to it <laughs> <laughs> he, he saw my eyes glaze over and he he was describing it and he's like never mind <laughs> <laughs> um well i mentioned before we started filming that we should have shaved our heads for the last minute when for Raza so we could all be bald together with him and I was like I basically said this is his last scene and Richard was like it's his last scene in this movie I was like ah fuck (laughs) (laughs) alright so we see it's shinier now he's cleaned off the suits but there's still some bullet holes in the Mark 3 armor in 35 seconds there's a screen not fully top left but second to the left that has his hand or a hand in there, mm-hmm. but it looks cut off like it's a glove. Yeah. What do could, you think's on there? Could be the hand unit for a suit. Okay, like the like the uh, the scuba gear type of, type of thing inside to help. Oh, maybe. Like how he. I thought it might have just been the iron gauntlets that goes over that. I mean, the, it just looked so like hand shaped mm-hmm. and specifically there instead of like the big chunky mm-hmm. metal pieces. Obviously, the suit does not have the arc reactor lit up in it because the arc reactor is not in there anymore. And interestingly, I think it's only the top part of the suit. Yeah, right around 36 seconds, we get a view. It's he's working on the top part of the suit without the bottom half, maybe making it easier to put on and take off. Could be. Yeah, that makes some sense. Just doing some work on the suit. It's hard to tell what, though. Yeah. And let's see. At 44 seconds, there's like a... What is that? Cable. Pre-wrapped cable of some kind. Pre-wrapped cable with solar written on it. And D3. Or scrap. Never mind. Scrap, okay. Yep, you can't tell the brand name on it or anything. It's some sort of cable that he's just... He's using that to either connect some wires or circuits in there, or could just be metal cable to hold stuff. It's hard to tell, really. If it says scrap on it, maybe it's just like metal cable used to hold onto things and he's just mounting some stuff and whatever. Yeah. Is that a motherboard when she's holding it? It is a motherboard. At 46 seconds. I'm getting so smart. Richard was putting together a a desktop computer and he was telling me about the motherboard and it looked (laughs) all green and kind of like that. Bleepy. Good job. Like Tron in the 20s. Whenever they made that. <laughs> Trying so hard to not make fun of everything you're saying. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm the first person. I don't know fucking shit about computers. I sometimes have a good idea. What do you think this machine is right at the end of the minute that he's tapping on? It's called an oscilloscope 
or of or something that um, it's like a telescope to watch ocelots. What is an ocelot? It's like an animal. Okay, it is an animal. <laughs> um, I think I could be even saying the name of it wrong, but typically it measures electrical signals and other signals that go through uh, wires, and so the strength of the signals, and you can also read the signals and see what it literally physically looks like in wavelength form. So, okay. Um. Yep. He's. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it has to do with him, what he's doing on the oscilloscope. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. But the three of the screens behind him near the end of the minute all have graphics coming on. There's five screens. One's a translucent one with the Iron Man thing. It has like a, it wipes away some of the wires on the chest plate or no, no, it's it not wiping it. It's it's closing it. it yeah. It's yeah. closing the pieces over it, and then no, 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 no. Uh, oh, maybe you're right. Okay, I was I kept scrubbing yeah. backwards and gotcha. forwards, so that's why. Yeah. And then on the top left hand screen, there's some extra graphics coming on the bottom right hand screen. The chest part of the suit comes up, and then a bunch of uh, extra details come in on the sides. Hey, assistant, hack into the mainframe and, and get into it with this access you're not supposed to have. Okay. <laughs> Also, I like that probably for just set lighting, they have a bunch of little box lights kind of things mm-hmm. that kind of look like the box lights I have, but I'm sure it's shaped differently, more like work lights surrounding the entire area he's working on. They can justify it as getting more light for his work instead of just using the overhead lights, but I think it adds to the dramatic tension of the scene by having everywhere else in the garage dark uh also i just want to shout out things like at 49 seconds we see little circles from where his suit had gone on that just didn't mm-hmm. wipe off mm-hmm. maybe he hasn't taken a shower since he got out of it Probably he's good. got some dirt on his forehead at 48 seconds mm-hmm. his shirt's also dirty because he's been working the white shirt mm-hmm and I'm looking closer at 43 seconds and I cannot see where the power wire for his arc reactor was, you know, on set mm-hmm. <laughs> to have it light up. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's there's more graphics on other computers in the background, you know, that I know just as much about, which is to say I don't know anything about what's on them. <laughs> but did you have anything else for this minute? I do not think so. Interestingly, because of the. Uh, what I said about the lights, they kind of have the same kind of setup in 15 seconds around the camp. They just have big lights <laughs> that are directly on the scene mm-hmm. instead of just like normal, just to kind of help. Yeah, instead of just having a bunch of lights everywhere. Yeah, faster to light it that way. Also, wait, at 10 seconds, there's like a uh, warehouse behind them. It looks like an actual... Looks like a shipping container. That is that big. I guess that actually does look more like a a building. I would not be surprised if this was in some parking lot. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Yeah, in here or even <laughs> around where they were filming uh, the exteriors for Stark Industries, mm-hmm. and they just CGI'd or fudged that logo. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I never saw that before. If you want to follow along in the minutes, go on Instagram at I Love You Three Thousand Minutes. Uh, and if you want to see us eat uh, just a ton of bites of New York style pizza with the bomb on every single bite, every rating or review that everyone puts on Apple Podcasts, we'll eat one bite of New York style pizza with the bomb on every single bite. My name's Richard. Mine's Brian. You've got an army. We've got a podcast.
I show it to multiple giveaways, so you're just like entering yourself for life into those giveaways. Cut. <laughs>